Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Yeah, this is Khalil Wanda. And this is Agard. What up, people? Yo, big up to Nice Up Radio. Shouts out to all everybody listening live right now. Yeah, man, and big up everybody listening all across the world online and all digital streaming platforms. Yeah, man, if this is your first time listening to the show, this is Reggae Lover, quality talk for you. We dive into the world of this global phenomenon that we call reggae. We love it. You love it. And if you don't love it, maybe you'll get to love it by listening. Yeah, man. This is the last show for the current season and it's so sad it's just so so sad so we've been coming to you uh weekly for the last 23 weeks i believe yeah and i gotta say what a way to end the season you know one of khalil's favorite artists is kabaka pyramid he might be the artist that i think is the most featured you know on tastemaker the most tastemakers uh, i believe so I hear his name a lot. So, yeah, coming up, we've got the interview or conversation with Kabaka Pyramid, one of the hottest artists out right now. It was definitely a good look, an honor, and a privilege to be able to sit down with the Pyramid. And, you know, he's very humble, but also very poised and confident, one of the leaders of the new school. Yeah, man. And uh, if if you guys have listened to the show, you know that, you know, the biggest interviews... You know, Khalil doesn't like to let me into the room. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't here for this. No, nah, but seriously, um, I had some uh, uh, previous engagements that I had to tend to. So Khalil held it down. Thank you. Very important artist right now for this generation and moving forward. Yeah, definitely, man. So you'll hear that conversation. And in our Buzzworthy segment, we'll be talking about what's going on right now in reggae and dance hall. And we have a tastemaker for you as well. Recommendation of some real good music for you to check out right now. Got a great show lined up. Let's not waste any more time. Without further delay, here is my conversation with Kabaka P. Here with Kabaka Pyramid, man. Welcome to the platform. Welcome to Reggae Lover. Bless her love. Give thanks, you know? Yeah, man. Yo, 2020 has been a, a crazy year. And I'll owe me a watch while Guan, I definitely... Gotta salute you for the way that you have seemed to kind of handle what's going on. Yeah. Full disclosure, around March, March to April, you know, George Floyd and all these things started happening. Yeah. And the protests, you know, we're here in the States. And boy, like me, did I really look to reggae music for like, not, not necessarily like a solution, but I was looking for a soundtrack yeah. to the revolution. Straight. Because there was a lot of protests and things going on, and people are telling me, said, Why? Well, I, mean, I hear Bob and Peter play and them thing that even, you know, it's like Yankee crowd, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like a Jamaican situation. I'm like, Yo, where's the certain and certain people that you would look to? And then, boom, 
there's Babylon falling. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah. Kabaka never, never miss, never let us down. Never let know? out, never let out, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy year, brother. I'm not telling you lies. Like, from like late last year, late 2019, we just start voice a bag of different people and, and different producers. Mm. Even one time music who do Babylon Falling. It's about four songs my voice for them knowing say them would have get put out in a twenty twenty, you know? Okay. Then it's like them they drop um friends and family and then with the dreams to reality and when the whole thing are going now, I say alright, right you know we can't go nowhere except for Babylon Falling because when you really check out what I go on, it's like, and this is what I talk about right now. So definitely, you know me as a man who always I stand up for the people and always I do music for the people and for the for the fight against injustice. So definitely, they want to lend a voice to the whole thing. And even one and two protests go on in Jamaica, I'm the dead and thing, you know? Because we right. just did a show of solidarity and things that are going on in Jamaica too. You know what I mean? Because yes. soldiers, them be kill off this um he killed this old lady you know what mm-hmm. I mean in August town and them things so whole heap of things did I go on and we did have to we did have to touch in the streets too so yeah you don't know said I just my role that but whole heap of music dropped this year and yeah. you know whole heap of things for, 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 for putting our fight against what I go on because them them now them now ease up on we you know? so it's like if we ease up then what I go on you know Exactly. And you, you talk about our fight. Can you talk a little bit more about what you feel your role is specifically and kind of like what, yeah. as a reggae, reggae, what reggae's role is or should be? Well, my thing is, my thing is like an intelligent fire. So I always deal with it, you know what I mean? Because, you know, sometimes the fire for burn hot still, you know what I mean? But we can't be ignorant about it and we can't be. We can't approach it from a wild perspective and then that end up inhibiting the reach of the music too. So mm. find ways to, 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 to burn the fire and talk about the injustice we are going in a society. You know, Babylon falling, tribulation, you know, we are refugees in our own land. You know, songs like trample them, you know, with the pedophile business we are going on and the human trafficking and child molestation and all them things that we are going on. But we find different ways to approach it. Just like, you know, the songs over the years, like, well done, no capitalist, never going to be a slave. It's always about finding ways to bring people awareness to, to the reality, you know what I mean, of the situation. Because music is easy to play a role in music where you're distracting people from the reality. And I feel that's right. what enough artists do. And that's kind of the... The, the direction where the river go. So those who want to go with the current, them just do that kind of distraction music there and it's easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could have been easy for me to write a bag of things about say me have boss whole heap of gun and I have whole heap of girl and all them kind. Them lyrics are easy for write and them songs they're easy for come up with because you hear them things from your little. So them, mm-hmm. yeah, them things they're done in your subconscious already. You know what I mean? But for me, you now me, me decide because my last name is Salmon, you know, and Salmon swim upstream, you know. So I saw we go against the current, you know. You know what I mean? So I always choose the part there, like, like the ones that inspire me from before, like Sizzler and Capleton and Bujo and Peter Tasha and Burning Spear and all of them. Them always I go against the, the current of, of what's happening now in society and, and what in terms of musically. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And just entertainment and distraction and them thing that which have it part to play because we all we all have time when we want to hear some song that just make us feel good and you know what I mean? We don't want to be a thing about our problems them all day long, but we can't ignore the problem them or else they're not going to get better. So it's just exactly. so me kind of see my role within the music and just from a lyrical perspective, you know, so my thing will always be lyrical. Right. So Trample Them is the last release prior to the, the mixtape project coming out. We dropped Trample Them and then I did a song with Jugglers took already. So that one okay. is out already. Both of them are on the mixtape. We can pe- people can go listen now and whole it more, you know, new material. But those are the singles where we we highlighted before the mixtape drop. You know, obviously Trample Them is dealing with child abuse and yeah pedophilia and that kind of thing but yeah you know when you say trample them again i'm thinking like you know what, what was really the your vibes for putting down that that piece of lyric well i mean that one now <laughs> to be perfectly fair still that one they kind of come from the tradition of just the straight fire still you know, you know what i mean because here one know it's like when we're talking about poverty and and government and corruption and thing I typically choose a, a more diplomatic way. But when we're talking about raping little children and babies and boys and girls and them, them thing that make me sick, them thing that bring out a different fire in other things. I mean, I tell nobody for go out there and actually kill no people. You know? Is it me? Cause, you know what I mean? We don't really condone them things. But at the end of the day, it's like people have to get it in them heads, say, yo, this unacceptable. This unacceptable and it's a music where, you know what I mean? It's a music where they do that for me, where me knows a certain thing unacceptable because I hear it in a music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Certain thing where like parents afraid to talk about and all them things because it's so embarrassing or it's so, you know, taboo or whatever. You know, but we have to, we have to be clear and, and straight so this cannot work in a society. You know what I mean? Yeah. Them people and them freak that, that it cannot work. There is no place in a society for this, this kind of behavior. So that's really a trample out the nastiness out of society. You know what I mean? That, that was the whole mess behind the song. I agree 100% with that. You know what I'm saying? It's true. It's, it's inexcusable. And like you said, sometimes parents are afraid to talk about, you know, I've been hearing this theme lately where, yeah. you know, things go on inside of a family where, you know, maybe yep. the people that are supposed to be taking care of the kids are the ones abusing them. Top and other people know about it and they're protecting them. And, you know, what about protecting the kids? You know what I'm saying? So Yo, it needs to be me, talked it's, about. It's I appreciate it. <laughs> no, man, respect. It's sick my stomach, bro. Like, you know what I mean? We hear all them things all the while and it, you, you hear it on the news like it's just another news story. Like you know it's normal. Mean? Yeah, some <laughs> sick things like some manner. Some man have sex with them couple months old baby and all them things, brother. Like them things are it's things over here. You know what I mean? Right. And them thing they can't have a certain thing where you can't have a fathom king. And then yeah, you know, the kids them the kids them traumatized by it. Then probably block it out of their memory too, you know, and just develop behavioral problems and them things they later down in life. And I would just have a society that's shaped by all of that. So if we don't yeah. get to the root of it and, and the people them don't get to heal from it too, God, that's the next, next aspect of it. You know? People have to talk to talk about it to somebody so they can heal. Because if we don't have therapy and them things in Jamaica, then people just have to 
the problem them just go build up and it just go start storing at different parts of your body till you start develop pain in your body. And it's really from traumatic experiences, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man. Big, big advocate for the therapy and, you know, for talking sure. about these things, man. For sure. So this is a part of the mixtape, right? The mixtape available everywhere now. Yeah, we have it on YouTube, Audio Mac, and SoundCloud. Guys, a free listen, you know, we don't have it right. for sale, you know what I mean? So once you can just go stream it. And work you with um, Federation Sound on yes. this. Big up Max, Max Blazer. Blazer, big up Kenny Mees. Don't know his family from a long time. Always wanted to do some work with Max. You know, he has played at, at shows that I've done in New York. He's just helped me out throughout my career with various different things. And we always mm-hmm. see eye to eye with music. You know what I mean? Like coming from the you know reggae world, hip hop world, me and him have yep. whole heap of reasoning about just music in general. And you know what I mean? We just did feel a connection the certain way. And yeah, I just gave him a bunch of songs and advice from last year mm-hmm. to this year. And him just kind of pick out the ones that feel could flow together in the mix. And then I was like, all right, yeah, but you have to, you have to go add in that one yard. Yeah, maybe we not so want that one there. You know what I mean? I would just kind of work yeah. it all together. And yeah, and, and, and yeah, 27 tracks, some dub played voice, some freestyles. It's just, it's just a vibe. I went to New York and, you know what I mean? We knock out the dub them in a film studio, you know, in a Brooklyn and thing. But yeah, it's just a vibe. Yeah, man. So everybody make sure if you haven't checked that out as, as yet, free download, check it out. Immaculate. Immaculate. And it's a mixtape, not an album. I see enough people at <laughs> enough people at talk about album on social media. But yeah, it's a mixtape. You know what I mean? We're not ready for that. The album is next year, hopefully. Okay, so twenty twenty one we can expect. Yeah. Hopefully, like you said, God willing. Yeah. At least we'll start putting out singles for an album. At the very least. That okay. Yeah. Speaking of albums, you know, congrats on the contraband. You know, what I'm saying Damien Junior Gang Marley produced project, and I understand Damien reached out to you to really get that project moving forward. Yeah, for sure. From what from we did well done. From we did yeah. well done. Him sent me the rhythm. I was juggling the rhythm. You know, did that song. I I was in Florida and we ended up link up in the studio when I was mixing the song and just kind of they kick off a nice vibe from them time then. The chemistry was good. The energy in the studio was good. And I'm sure say I'm looking to do more production and was interested in doing a project, in a project with me. And yeah, that turned out into the contraband and, you know, did very well. And yeah, we're on to the next one now. You seem to have a, a very good connection with DJs, sound men. You know what I mean? Like I'm into yeah. sound system culture, obviously. And so I hear the dubs, you know what I'm saying, yeah. getting beat out at dance. And Mad. Um, I even remember, um, I think it was at uh, Dubwise in, in Jamaica. With, um, there was a little clash scenario with Radigan and... Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, Rory, Rory and Jazzy. And Rory and Radigan, yeah. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah man, yeah. Jazzy T. It was a vibe. Yeah, man, that looked like a lot of fun, man. So talk yeah, to me man. about your, your relationship with sound system culture and, you know, dub plates and all that. I want to tell you, for me, it start, I started out really as a sound man, you know. That's how I get into music. But you don't know, like, you know, uptown Jamaica thing, like everybody have them little sound and we have, we have keep one party them and play at parties and things. We talk about, like, you know, when Copper Shot and Renaissance, Code Red, syndicate yeah. 
you know, all of them sound that we around the uptown. Like we have a sound called Time Bomb. And okay. like infrared sound about and cyanide and epidemic and bloodline and all them sound. So we did have a sound and we usually keep party. I was the one who like sometimes sometime would have chat on the mic and sometimes mm-hmm. would have like well most of the time me would have been like building the remix them. So me would have put the, the a cappella them over the, the, the hip hop beats them and and it's some right. kind of learn like me. I use Acid Pro in you know, them time there and cool edit and them thing. Me usually make remix oh, okay. in a two track cool edit. You know? okay. you know what I mean, like yeah. you know, yo, I mean, are you mean from you have the vibe? Yeah, know? yeah. So I saw we kind of <laughs> start, but from them time there's some you know some know enough of the sound man them from them days and when we start the music now, even though some of them now it, it take a while before them start really rate up the thing and play the thing, but. Don't know, I just saw it go. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and and always have a good relationship with all the DJs. And I see the importance because really and truly, you know, without the DJs, them is like the thing, the thing can't stand up though. You know what I mean? It can't it can't get get for reach to the people then. You know what I mean? It's a DJ them really response for getting the music to the people. So even when we go up on tour, you can know say. All right, this is a town where have good reggae DJs because you know, say mm. them familiar with the music on a certain level. Where if you go certain place, them only know certain classic song from like the eighties. Cause no DJ mm. not really there. They are represent the thing and I keep the people up to date with what going. You know what I mean? So me always try to you know blast out my song them and do some pre-release and give certain DJ and say yo, boom bam, how are you? You know what I mean? Premiere this for me and feature this for me and you know, them kind of thing that always good and and you do some free dubs and make sure say the DJ them get the dub them and them thing there and make sure say yeah them feel good, them are part of the thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, we just it's an ecosystem, so everybody have to eat and everybody yes. have to feel good, you know. Yeah, that's that's important, man. These are the things we talk about week to week on the show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Straight. We'll have an episode on sound system. You know, we had an episode on on the back in band culture. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you know, like the unsung heroes of the thing. No, of <laughs> course, know? no. Man, for respect, back in band, them, them, them are some of the hardest working people. Them in the business, bro. Like, trust for me. Real. Cause, you know, me remember when me never have a band. I usually work with back in bands, and I did appreciate it. Cause, you know, me did me did new into the live music scene them time. Then, you know, so right. Yeah, you know, we did definitely appreciate what them what them are going with, and you know, we see how the struggle can be in a Europe for like carry your own band. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's not an easy thing. Enough tour we go up on when we lose money and we break even, and them things that just because we want to set the thing out a certain way. You know, what I mean, and we see where you know certain certain time. You know, you have to do some show with some backing band and just get the thing out there, promote the thing. You know what I mean? Right. But for we, it's always a stepping stone. Like, we never want to depend on that, you know, because we did always, you know, backing band have worked with so many different people. So it's not like them can fine-tune your thing on a precise yep. level because them, you know, it, literally the headspace not their feet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As great as they are because them man, they have to know the most rhythm them in <laughs> you can have your band room. and then you just say yo you know what I mean you all ask your band for, for, for drop in a, 
a, a, a real rock or something. And, and if you don't have it in your set and your band don't know it, then probably don't know it. You know what I mean? But, you know, me, me glad say my musician, them, a lot of them may have experience with backing band before, with family and things. So, you know, them, that, that are not really a problem for me, but you definitely have to appreciate backing bands. They're a big part of the culture, just like sound system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every now and then, me have me go up on the road with a DJ. You know what I mean? And okay. I go promote in a certain place. Because literally, the mats not there for me bring the band. And the demand right. is not at the level where it needs to be. So you go to go promote, you do some interview, do some DJ mm -hmm. show. And it's a different, it's a different vibe. Because we come from that world too. So it's a world right. where we know too. And we know how to, you know what I mean, entertain a crowd and 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 them thing there. So it bring out a different skill set too because when you do tracks, you know, you can't not like you say, oh, why the key the high for me and I drop the key there for me, bands man. Mm. Or play it slower there. It's like you have to work with the timing of the rhythm and the key of the right. rhythm. Like me always I say, track show is what train your voice. You know what I mean? Because if you if you're not, if you can't deliver, you can't do track show. But you can get right. away with it with band show because music a guitarist can come do a solo. You can do a one keys a solo or a dub wise and catch your breath and drink some water. But <laughs> it's like when you had the track show. I just you know what I mean? You just have to, you just have to go. But yeah. it's a different science altogether. It's a different skill set, different art, you know. Yeah, see all these things you're talking about here. You know, one of the big themes that people talk about, especially elders now, you know, you talk yeah. about young young artists coming out of Jamaica who, you know, even on a track show, you know, it's like, blah, 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 dash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the next no, uh, but, no, but out of breath. And, no, but you know, to me, to me, <laughs> at the soul man, them start, that's something there, though. That I want yeah, because <laughs> okay. I, in a Jamaican culture, I don't know who yeah. started if the artist them or the sound man them, but Jamaican culture turned into a forward culture. Forward is yeah. all about a forward. If you're not getting a forward, you have to just move like when you go dance. How long a song play True. for? It, it's a short attention span culture. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and people you need people like want excitement. If I hear a song for yeah, forty-five people, seconds, it's too long. You get boring. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, you know, both artists and sound man have to do it. But it's like they, they, you know, there's different ways for you psychs when it comes to them thing. Like you have to have a like a charisma for talk to the crowd. And on my show, them end up work out. It's not really this kind of vibe. But when me when me watch certain artists, it's like them have a song. And them know the punchline them in a each verse. Yeah. See me? And the man them have intro for every part of them verse there. So it's like right. the man them intro it in and going out and chat all four, four bar. Get the forward. Stop. Have a next intro for the next punchline. You know? <laughs> and I saw them, them stretch out one song into how many? Four minutes. You know what I mean? But it's still True. forward, forward, forward. But right. you, have, you have to write your song them a certain way for do that. Either that or your African freestyle on the spot. And it's not everybody have that. Some people have, some people don't write songs for get forward. Like me always say, like Sasko is a man who writes songs for stage show. When you mm -hmm. pre them and the song them, it always a build up to a part where you either go laugh or you go, you go bust a blank because the punchline them and 
is just so readily understandable for everyday people. It's not like everything I fly over, or the lyrics, them abstract or anything like that. So, you know what I mean? It, it, it really depends on your writing style, your performance style, you know, what kind of crowd you are performing to. Because Euro people, them now are here, you are stop, stop every minute. No. Yeah, them want to hear the whole song because it's about music for them. It's more the vibe of the music. Right. You know, if, if your song well popular and you get the big forward, then that's even greater. But it's not a big deal to them if, if, if you're, you know what I mean? As long as you right. deliver properly and the bands are play good and you, you talk to the crowd and thing, but you can't do too much talking. You know, you have to know for balance that. But. Exactly. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. I mean, different crowds. You know, you have to just like a sound man. You have to play different. Yeah, artists have to give a different show. Um, you know, that's tailored to the audience. Exactly. Well, how you feel about this? You know, the online shows, like which is coming. You know, inevitable thing now. Yeah. How much lockdown? You yeah. know, what I'm saying mo, like, I wonder if, cause me personally, I feel like. The momentum for them kind of drawn out a little bit now. Like, you know, like, I don't really get excited about, about an online show. Like, you know what I mean? In a March, you know yeah. what I mean? April, May, June. It's like, yeah, the versus them are going on, different show are going <laughs> and thing. But it's like, no, if so, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, me, they don't want to do one. And it's like, I'm never excited about it again. Because I just feel like people tired of this thing, you know. Right. But I know say people still are doing it and... And them are going good, you know, it's just, well, I don't know, it's like, you don't know whether to do it for free or whether to charge a little thing or if we have a donate thing or, you know, you yeah. don't really know like how the other show them are going if anybody are make money because you, you go spend big money on production, put set mm-hmm. up a nice venue and thing and then, you know, people, people now work too. So, you know what I mean? And I like say, the economy, there are places where people have money for dash right? You know right. what I mean? So it's is our whole is our whole meds around or something there too. Yeah, so a lot of variables. I think the whole industry, probably every industry, scratching their head on that one right now. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, how we gonna definitely how we gonna work this out. Definitely. Yeah. But overall it's good because you know, just just being a performer, we love to perform though. Like I did a show a Harry J studio where we was streaming to Reggae Reggae Jam and, and Uppsala. Okay. Um, to their crowds, them you know, them them wasn't fully under lockdown them time there. and mm-hmm. you know, my boss a sweat, brother, I'm perform for about <laughs> half an hour, and it's like I feel good. It's like me nice. I perform like me there in front of big crowd because how long me not get to do that, and you know, it was just a vibe, it was just a vibe. So you know, what I mean, yeah, you big up everybody where I do them shows and keep the people them entertained because. You know, more time we need a little break from the, the boredom and the monotony of what go on, you know. For real. For real. Kabaka, you appear as a well-rounded artist, you know what I'm saying? And when I was first introduced to you, it was a part of the whole reggae revival wave, you know, in the 2010s. And it was like, yeah. from them time, them I hear about this bebel rock. So I'm thinking like, oh, okay. This is um this is your label and your band and everything like that. So you know, kind of break down how well, that whole thing transpired and and how it you know how it works. Well, all right. So, well, Bebel 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 are the, are the home base from from original days. It's like 
basically baby rock i like me i'm a bridging them start up a thing from 2002 2003 you know mm -hmm. so it's from long time you know where i make music and have our own little studio you know in a whole pastures where me and my brother did live we build up a studio originally for voice dub played for the sound Carl Cartel okay. come voice dub our studio like in a 2002, one, 2001, 2002, them time there. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and thing, and him and Dan followed up at the studio. Them time he did a foreign still. Okay. But yeah, when we reach back now and she say everything set up, it's like, I say, all right, I start write some rhymes and thing, you know, so me ready now, you know. And the whole way everybody are artists and producer and thing is like we come in like Wu Tang Clan, the way we said like whole heap we just I mad up every track and I just drop some verse and a chorus or nothing. Rapping and DJing and all kind of thing. So that was that was basically the vibe up until like, you know, me go to the States and go to school and forward again and, and, and the whole click link up back again. And then, you know, with Bridging, who was like the top rapper and other thing, him, they get murder, you know, Kingston and that kind of shake up the whole camp. Oh. But it, but it did galvanize back everybody to on a level. You know what I mean? And, and we found back up a nucleus again and put out a double, a double CD with like, you know, once one CD was, you know, all the way that where the debut kind of, that said Wu-Tang vibes there. And then the next CD was like, a compilation of tracks from Rap Brown or the rapper of Metallia where them did kill. You know what I mean? Okay. So we just have put out music. Them time there, them time there we just have do a thing. It's like true, it's mostly like hip hop kind of vibes and, and hip hop not really get appreciated in Jamaica. So it's not like, if, if we go link all with the with sound system bridging them where we know them time there and play them thing, there, it's like them not going to know what to do with it. You know what I mean? So we just yeah. did that you know, give out music in our own like a network and touch the street and, you know, like a hip-hop community did a build-up. So we usually do shows and all them kind of thing. And, and it, but it was just like a fully underground thing. Nobody never too really know about Wagwan. It's not till like after a while now, some, you know, some of the ones them kind of start listening about, a, you know, young Jeezy and, and this little way and I know a trap thing kind of setting and man a man a, a rap about, you know, some trap vibe. And then where I say, boy, we not really feel that as bebels still, you know, but if, if the man them want to do that, then the man them can go and go do that. So it's like, yeah. no, no, for we part ways at that point. And it's like, it was just me, Corofire, Roxy as artist and producer. And then mm -hmm. Abby and Duane as management. And this, that's what Bebel Rap did boil down to at the time. You know what okay. I mean? And me just continue upon my journey. You know, my voice are grown now, so I'm more confident for going on my reggae style now than, you know, usually me that just rap because I don't have to worry about melody and key and singing and all them things. So the rapping did easy for me. Like, I mm -hmm. could have been a rapper and sound like I come from New York, even though I never live yeah, in New York. You, you, you know yeah. the thing, though. So, yeah, yeah, you know, but me did always I say, oh, I want to bring this energy to, to reggae music. I want to bring that hip-hop flavor into reggae music. And that was always the vision. So even the name Kabaka was coming from the reggae side and Pyramid was from Rani P, the rapper side. You know what I mean? So when mm. I bring the two together, it's like, me, I say, all right. But now, nobody now going to hear me 
a rapping and a Yankee accent no more. Them just like hear the influence in the music. So that was around 2010, you know, them time, Jana introduced me to Protégé and Carrie Mugger, Jamnesia. And, you know, that's when the whole, me getting to the whole live music scene and, you know, me mm. and Proto link and we work on the Rebel Music EP together. And him, they give me some rhythms and that's how I meet Chronix and Teflon. And then from there, so the whole, that is when the whole movement and, and when the whole revival thing did really kick off, you know, 2011. Yeah. 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 Dubwise and all these things. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Dub club, dub school. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That, that, was, a, that was a real good time. Like, I, so necessary. Oh, <laughs> so, for sure. So refreshing. Sure. <laughs> At the time, you know what I'm saying? Talk to me a little bit about about more about the early years like how was childhood for uh you know young kabaka yeah childhood was good you know what i mean my grew up you know i was fortunate that you know i had i had parents that were you know kind of moving up in society and them kind of thing like when i was born you know they live a garvey mead and then father move up to mona side university crescent and okay. you know what I mean? So you know, then put me and my brother in a prep school, Mona Prep. And then okay. we, we we go there and then, you know, you know, when you go prep school, it's like if you're a girl, you, you wanna go immaculate or a champion. If you're a youth, you wanna go like champion or Arden mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? We end up get yeah. you know, get in a champion when we pick for and them kind of thing. And you know, your parents them just have your pan academic. They love sports, we did play whole heap of sports play football, you know, play football one year for champion, play basketball, table tennis, uh, go finals and lose against KC. Play, okay. And I'm the one year track and field too. So we did always love sports, but you know, you grow up in a like, you know, with parents where, you know, buying to the whole society thing. So, you know, academics, you know, go college, get degree, that kind of something there, church on Sunday, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that that was the whole vibe, you know, grew up in a Christian home. My parents did did split up when I was about eight. But them never lived far from each other. So it's like, you know, me okay. I spend enough time with my mother, but still a good amount of time with my father. And I always I see them, both of them involved in my life. So, you know, that wasn't mm-hmm. really so much an issue for me. Never really has been. You know, you don't know. Them things they're not easy sometimes still. You know, they have, right, right, right. they have, you know, divorce and remarry and all of them things. But we get enough siblings out of it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. you don't know. But yeah, I would have said childhood was good. I would have said childhood was good. Can't complain. Very, you don't know. We're in a Jamaica. So the average, right. you don't know. The average is poverty in a Jamaica. You know? So anything above that, you're fortunate. In. You know what yeah. I mean? That is yeah. why we can remain so level-headed and, I never really like frightened for money and all them things. So I never really do music for money. And I like okay. some grow up rich, you know, but me, you know what I mean? I never starve and them thing. And, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you see certain lifestyle already. You know, when, when, we, when we just done high school, like we have care for drive and them kind of thing. And we are touch road, we are keep party, we are you know what I mean? Got Negril for the week and all them call when we are thief going at the party them and we have no money but we got you know what I mean we get a one armband and you know what I mean we are share the armband with all our bridging them. You know what I mean? So we go through all the different thing and you know about I'd say about sixteen you now, start bun urban 
you know, them time now, I start to listen to Sizzler music and by 17, you know, Rastafari, Kiki in them time, then now I'm just whole lifestyle kind of change up and you know what I mean it's this and now me, me really come out of the uptown mentality where me did grow up with you know what I mean we're powering us on ghetto and them thing and not in a way where you know what I mean where we are move wild or where you know what I mean it's just yeah. we, we, we're comfortable for go anywhere now because we're Rasta we want them to the people them want to feel the real vibes of Jamaica because and I wouldn't say I grew up sheltered, but relative to like somebody who grew up in the ghetto, like with it sheltered, that are the reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you get to experience them things and reason up with whole heap of Rasta elders and things, and, you know, born up whole heap of chalice and all of them kind of things. And, you know, my mind just, them time I start to read books. Like, I never used to read my fair literature right through campion. You know what I mean? But okay. it's after now when Rasta kick in, that's when we start to take up books and love to read. Every day, bridging them sing with the next book I read and all them kind of thing. And me become the, the man now where I have certain knowledge, but all heap of things. And once I look to me for certain knowledge. You know See. what I mean? And, and, and just knowing says Sizzler music do that for me, it did always stick with me that music can have this impact. So, so, me know say so the greatest thing you can do with music is change somebody's life more than mm-hmm. you get rich and buy mansion and all them kind of things. So knowing that, that has always been my motivation with music. You know what I mean? For for bring consciousness and awareness to people's life. And people come up to me and tell me, say, oh, and that, you know, the music make them stop eat certain things or make them grow them locks or start to read about certain things what them never read about before. Right. And all them things. So them thing that, you know, them thing that I could feel like it was all worth it. Yeah, yeah. I have a very similar experience, you know. Uh, um, came out of Guyana and my parents, they go to Yui. So okay. end up living a college common. See it there. Um, and then so Peter and Paul and, you know, just them time them was a youth still. Like Bebel, Bebel did consist of like about two or three men from College Common in the early, early days when we were there whole pastures. Okay. So come. you see, from yeah. them time then we already leave like I went to Peter and Paul, then past common entrance for Campion. Peter and Paul are the enemy, boom. you know. Peter and Paul. Yeah, me know. <laughs> you know, me know. We say more now, the rivalry that <laughs> but then, you yeah, know. Man. Believe and go Brooklyn. Okay. So, okay. From 1990, you know. See, so see. when you talk, uh, when you're talking about the hip hop thing and them, you know, me a man where yeah, yeah, and talk Wu Tang because uh, <laughs> I'm a yeah man, I'm a no my rapper them that no <laughs> doubt Wu Tang for life, Wu Tang forever, son. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. <laughs> At 96, so, must start listening hip hop still when cable okay. come in. Okay. Yeah, you know before that. We usually just JBC. see certain things show up and like JBC or just see certain video like, you know, the big pop thing them, you know, like yes. crisscross and all of them kind of thing like snow, them thing that would have, <laughs> them video that we'd have get for sip on TV. Right. But when I was there, it was a Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. them something. <laughs> them so I never know that. nothing where I go on until 96 when I start and them time they're like P Diddy and the family are run. Biggie just dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was March and me start listening hip hop like the summer, you know, and and, and P so Diddy. Tank forever was your thing. Yeah, that, that but it was it took about a year for me to get into Wu Tang. 
because okay. it was about 97 now. I think um, Wu-Tang Forever, the drop. You know what I mean? And that, to me, to this day, is like my top album. You know, like, yeah. you know, obviously 36 Chambers, you know, yeah, that, only built for time. Cuban links. Iron Man, <laughs> Supreme Clientele. Them is all classics, but you can't, nothing now will give me the feeling like what forever give me, just because that was the first album I really, like, fall in love with, like, when I just listen non-stop every single day and repeat, you know what yeah, I mean? And, and that was just the vibe, brother. That was just the vibe. But yeah, you know, we grew up, I listened to Wally for the lyricists, them like, I remember when, when Eminem just forward, bro. And them called oh, me man. was a big pun fan, you know. So it's like, okay. when we hear that you tell come with like big pun style, but it's like big pun and crack. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I say, yo, yeah. <laughs> you know, brother, yeah. Yeah. That, like, never really listened I love him before he got album. signed. Like, See, yeah, even before he got signed, like all the mixtapes. Infinite, stuff. infinite mixtape. Crazy, crazy. Yo, sick, 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 sick. Love yeah, hip hop, man. man. Love hip hop. Like, my other, my, my still want to do like a hip hop album at some point. Okay. You know, but it's like, I have a big enough fan base where. You know what I mean? The, the, the little percentage where I appreciate it still are going to be a big enough number for me to say, all right, yeah, this I got worth it. You know what right. I mean? I could see that. I could definitely see that. Because I heard, um, I think the first time I heard, you know, you kind of go in that, in that lane was, uh, I think it was Liberty. Okay. Liberty Sound mixtape. Mad. That I heard and I was just like, yo. Yeah, man. Call people up like, yo, Kabaka this, Kabaka that. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that man did do a nice mixtape for me still, you know. Really, like, enough people tell me about that. It was the lyricist, them they call it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, enough people enough people have it as, like, an official mixtape, you know. And yeah, it's man. like, me not tell them, say, it wasn't official, because mixtape <laughs> actually bad, you know. And them really did yeah, a good job with it, man. Yeah, man, that's a nice project, man. So, mm-hmm. now we at um... 2020 heading into 21 and the federation tape is on the road you know what 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 are you excited about now what are you kind of looking forward to yeah, all right no i'm just glad say you know i could have get all of these songs out because some songs i'm really excited about and some songs where you don't know whole heap of the message that they're hunting but one and two songs where kind of showing a lighter side, having, you know, a little bit more fun with the music too, where I kind of did feel like during the whole pandemic, it wasn't time to drop some of them songs, yeah? you know what yeah. I mean? Like, as you said, them songs yeah, wasn't the soundtrack to the revolution, kind of. You know, one and <laughs> right. two song like that, that I, when I feel like, no, you know, we kind of get over the worst of certain aspects of the thing now. You know what I mean? I say everything curry and everything fixed, you know, but, I feel like people need a little lift and thing going into the holidays and going into next year. And then mm-hmm. now next year now, really like, you know what I mean? I focus on the album. Because even, you know, I, I just forward from Miami. I was in Miami for a few months, you know, working on the mixtape okay. too, but primarily I was really working on the second album, Damien. You know what I mean? So I was okay. in studio like, you know, putting in crazy hours, setting the foundation for the production, you know, putting together mm-hmm. some song ideas and things. So, yeah, definitely I look forward to the next album. Like, it'll go bigger and better than Contraband for sure. 
and we just uh, take the thing on a different level. But you know, for right now, the the, the mixtape power give me the excitement. Like for right now, and we just uh, take time promote some of the songs in one one and drop some video and things. So yeah, I really look forward to. Yeah, man, that uh, nice up the dance that you did for the dancehall anthems. Yeah, man, compilation. That's a, a nice, you know, ode to the old school. And I think, in my opinion, you know, listening through the whole project, you know, yeah. that's my favorite one on the album where cool, you, know, you definitely captured the vibe of the original dance hall DJ. Yeah. Give thanks. Putting your, your vibe on it. Give thanks. Um, I have a brethren out, um, he's in uh, Savannah, Georgia now. And, um, you know, he makes the, the honey wine. Okay. Yeah. You see me. And um, I'm listening to him. So, Yo, you know, Kabaka's talking about my uncle in the song. The song, you know, like um, he said, Georgie wine. Yeah, man. He said, yeah, that's my uncle. I really that's the one uncle, how man. to do the wine. See, yeah, eh? yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. We got Royal Ethiopian sound. Rest them all. Yeah, man. Big him up for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. It's a man that people are listening every every I'm word. Listen, you Keen. know. Yes, love I love that. I love that. Well, you know, as a lyricist, we want people listen everything. You know. Yeah, love them energy there. Yo, thank you so much for the time, you know what I mean, for the reasoning. And, and um, give thanks. Hopefully we can link up again, talk about some more things yeah, and, man, and the next sure. projects and things like that. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Okay. Yeah, man, I appreciate the vibes, you know? Yeah, man. Give thanks, yo. Always a, a big supporter, a big fan. Give thanks. All right, brother. Bless up yourself, yeah? All right. All right. One love. Up up. What a great conversation with Kabaka Pyramid. You know, shout out to him and everything that he's been doing lately. You know, I recently got to check out his new song with mm. uh, with Method Man as well. You know what I'm saying? Called, uh, I believe it's Circus. Mm. Talking about clowns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was he was mostly on the on the um, the chorus. You know, produced by Scott Storch. So shout out to all the hip hop heads who. You know what I'm saying? Been listening to Method Man from back in the day. Know the prolific producer, Scott Storch. You know, I'll, I'll give that a big up. But yeah, man, shout out to Kabaka, man. You know, dance hall, reggae. Yeah. You know, and, just and the lyricist. You know, you know, as well. Yeah, man. I hope I wasn't like, you know, yep. fanboying out too much on that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to trying to hold it down, you know, trying to maintain. Yeah, man. Don't worry, man. It's all about the heart. But, you know, we were talking about a little bit about, you know, our love for hip hop. And it made me think of how, you know, I, I recently checked out the book called, uh, I think it's called Don't Sweat the Technique. It's a memoir by Rakim. Mm-hmm. And check that out on Audible. Recently, you know, Rakim was talking about his process for how he became a better and more prolific MC. And, you know, I, it's like I can really compare what I heard from Kabaka Pyramid to what I was hearing from Rakim, you know, talking about reading books and stuff like that to be able to build up the vocabulary and not being pushed or pulled into the gangsterism and the gangster rap, you know, just staying true to themselves. Like as an MC, as an artist, it's real big. Yeah, man. So, you know, like I said, I checked that out on Audible. Right now you can get a free audiobook on Audible by just going to audibletrial.com slash reggae lover. It's a great way to catch up on some knowledge catch up on some entertainment if you don't have the time to sit down and 
thumb through pages of a book, you'll be surprised at how easy it is and how enjoyable it is with Audible. So make sure you check that out. Audibletrial.com slash lover. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Once again, big up to Kabaka Pyramid and everybody. Make sure you check out his mixtape. Yo, um, I guess we'll segue into the takes maker and I'll just talk about the mixtape a little bit more. The mixtape is called Immaculate. It's available everywhere. Um, as soon as it was dropped, it had like 10,000 plays on Audio Mac, like before the for end of the first day that it was released. So, you know, evidently it's doing very well. Uh, produced by Max Glaza and Federation Sound. 27 songs, something for everybody, and definitely something to rock right now as we cruise through the holiday season into 2021. Yeah, man. So that's a free thing. You could check it out. Um, I listen to it on SoundCloud. It's on YouTube. As I mentioned, it's on Audio Mac. Probably some other platforms as well. Make sure you check that out. That's the Tastemaker number one. Mm-hmm. And now this other one, it's an artist I haven't talked about in a while, but you know, I definitely feature some of her tunes and mixes in the past on Reggae Lover when we were doing mixes. Christine Alicia, her new song entitled Black Diamond is just absolutely amazing to me. I think she's an amazing singer and her lyrics are very on point. You know, something about the way that she writes. Excellent songwriter. So this song, Black Diamond, you know, I'm developing a playlist right now, uh, which is all about motivation. It's reggae music for motivation, something that you can listen to every day. And, you know, if you need that little pick pick me up through the day or you need uh, some vibes to help you get through a situation. Um, or maybe just life itself, which could be very overwhelming right now. Yeah, this is that type of music. Black Diamond, definitely recommend for all the ladies to listen to it. You know, all the fellas, you know, find this song and send it to your girl, send it to your lady. And, um, you know, it's a great dedication. I believe a little bit of the story is like Christina Alicia lost her husband not too long ago. Like he actually passed. And so. Just to see her out here performing and inspiring people through her music is just very, I mean, I just said inspiring. It's very inspirational. Kudos to her. You know, very special tastemaker right there, Black Diamond. Please check the show notes for this episode for links to check out uh, both that mixtape and that single. That's what's up. All right. So what do you got for Buzzworthy today, Agard? Yeah, man. So there's a few different things going on. You know, as we said earlier, this is our final episode of the season. So we're going to load up on a few things coming out of the UK. You know, let's let's talk about that, I guess. I've been seeing a lot of advertisement on my Instagram feed and I, I wasn't quite sure what it was until I heard uh, actually a review of this current movie series that's out, out on Amazon right now. So currently on Amazon, if you want to check it out, there's a director, I believe his name is Stephen or Steve McQueen, black dude, not the not the white dude from the 60s. <laughs> yeah, because if you Google Steve McQueen, you will find the white dude coming up first. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not that so Steve McQueen. This, right. This Steve McQueen actually directed 12 Years a Slave and other movies won an Oscar, I believe, for that movie. And it's actually an anthology series of movies, five movies called Small Acts. And, of course, this is in reference to, you know, the Caribbean or Jamaican saying about, you know, small acts uh, chop down big tree, you know. Uh, I'm, I think I'm getting that right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
you know, and then there's another, you know, Bob Marley reference in there when he referenced the small acts as well. So it's a, it's a group of five movies about the West Indian experience in London. Um, I'm not sure if it's great, the greater United Kingdom, but I, I believe it's specifically London. Um, I've, I've heard feedback on the first three movies. You know, one, the first one is Mangrove. It's about a Trinidadian restaurant in London where I believe in the sixties, a lot of Caribbean people used to meet and the cops were, you know, raiding it and trying to shut it down and they protested. Um, I won't get into, you know, a whole big review because I haven't seen any of the movies yet. Um, the second movie, I should say four out of five movies are based in facts. Uh, factual events or people. Um, the second movie is actually, you know, uh, a story about a house party. It's not based in facts. It's called Lovers Rock. So I definitely want to check that one out. It supposedly, you know, goes through the preparation, you know, from back in, I believe it's based in the 60s or 70s um, of a of a sound system getting strung up, you know, people cooking food in the kitchen and singing songs and and it it has like sound system culture and i believe it's a it's a romantic story it's about a you know man and, and woman you know i guess vibes in in a dance but um you know there's been mixed reviews especially from um jamaicans uh in the uk i believe but i would say that i'm gonna check it out and i'm gonna have you know form my own opinion maybe next season you know we can review it um, but yeah, it's five movies. I would, I would, uh, I would, uh, you know, I, I want everybody to go check it out. It's one per week. So I believe the last day that the the final movie is coming out on December 18th. Right. Well, you know, sir, yeah, that UK is one of our, one of the larger bases for our listening audience. So shouts out mm-hmm. to everybody in, um, London, Birmingham, anywhere in the UK right now. And uh, yeah, the UK, you, got, you guys seem to have, I was checking out the Amazon Prime that you guys get over there. Like y'all have like more black stuff from what I could tell. So Yeah, you hopped on the old <laughs> VPN. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, I, couldn't, I wasn't able to watch it, but I, I caught a glimpse into what was there. So yeah, that's what's up. Also, I'm um, talking about England, the music of Black Origin or Mobile Awards. Mm-hmm. has announced their nominees and the category for reggae best what is it called best reggae act something like that i believe so yeah yeah so best reggae act has everybody we talked about on our last episode in it <laughs> mm-hmm. we talked about the best of 2020 so i think uh these award show committees have conferred after listening to reggae lover episode <laughs> uh best of 2020 and they've nominated Coffee and Buju. Mm-hmm. Also in that category is Popcon, mm-hmm. who we said was one of the top dancehall acts. And we had Coffee and Buju for top reggae acts, right? And then yep. also in this category, nominated, we have Protege and Lila Ike. So the Indignation Collective doing major things. Yeah, man. Everybody's asking, you know, with posting these lists and i guess that's the talk right now yo what's what do you think of the nominees you know what's your reaction to the to this yeah i mean if you pay attention you know as we've been paying attention all year you know i we can say because you know we have a recording of it it's not it's not a surprise (laughs) 
you know, you know, other people, they're like, yo, I knew this was going to be this way. Like literally, you know, last week we put out a recording where we, we pretty much had the exact same, you know, list. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I like that award. You know, they, one criticism I saw somewhere online was somebody, you know, wanting them to split up the category, expand it and separate dancehall from reggae. And um, I thought that was interesting, you know, because I think out there they have a separate category for grime and, you know, for hip hop and, you know, things of that nature. So I'm not sure what all the categories are, but, you know, it's very interesting when I see reggae is always just one. Um, Same thing with the Grammys, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, I mean, I, I see I see the I see the point, especially with the mobile, you know, like you said, you know it's it's the it's a lot of subgenres. so who do you think's gonna win i think it's between buju obviously protege and and leela okay yeah so who do i think is gonna win i mean i think buju's gonna win okay yeah i think buju's gonna win I, I thought it was interesting like also somebody saw somebody you know somebody questioning why certain other people weren't in there um, some people had like some crazy artists that they were pulling out and saying like, yo, this artist and that artist. And I'm like, really? Like, but, um, some of the ones that you could take a little bit more seriously were like Shansia, um, and Spice, I think was mentioned. And then somebody was commenting saying that, you know, they don't have albums out and that's why they weren't nominated. But if you think about it, Coffee hasn't put out an album either. She's had like two singles for the whole year, <laughs> right? Um, there's, well, three if you count the remix for Pressure, Pressure, Pressure Remix, and Lockdown. Three songs for the entire year. Um, she's featured on John Legend's album. So if you call that a fourth, right? I mean, I guess that's why it's called Best Reggae Act. <clears throat> Excuse me, Act. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I just just the power, the powers of coffee. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, man. The powers. She's in, as long as she keeps on coming out with music, she'll she'll be in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's definitely doing her thing. Yeah, man. Also, Coffee is a brand ambassador for Air Jordan. Um, I don't know exactly what that entails, but I feel like if there's a bunch of press about it, then it's an important thing. I think it's probably a step below having like her own sneaker. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's huge because Jordan, you know, obviously it's a brand that has transcended basketball and now influences every type of athletics. And it's, you know, extended itself now past sports into the entertainment world. Yeah, culture. Right, which is really cool. But now I feel like the MasterCard signing by Coffee you know, has really just put her on this next echelon in terms of being that person. She's that Jamaican right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think, I feel like she's, you know, she really has gone like blown up, son. Like, yo, it's like her, Usain Bolt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is crazy if you think about it. The fastest I mean, man on earth. <laughs> literally, there's like three or four people that could claim this level of commercial success or endorsements you know like you said Usain Bolt um coffee um who else you know Major Laser 
You know what I mean? They're in the reggae community. So, you know, actually there's a Busy Signal commercial um, produced by Major Lazer right now where I should say their music is featured and the artist is Busy Signal. Mm-hmm. You know, that's on heavy rotation. Yeah. You know, um, Shaggy's in there, you know, with the, the Disney nod <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when he did the live, you know, Little Mermaid and all that. So, True. yeah, there's a handful of people who are still on the international stage and doing well and and coffee is one of them amazing yeah i never ceases to amaze me from the very first you know her first entry when she won song of the year for toast and then she won it like twice in a row and and took the grammy from the you know with the ep you know not releasing music prolifically yeah like most of the rest of the field um, of dance hall acts that would claim, you know, to be running the place. I mean, the interesting thing is, this is how complex the entertainment industry is. At the same time, we're complaining that, well, not complaining, we have our critiques of reggae not being at the fore or, you know, you know other people capitalizing on it. But then you have a handful of artists who are capitalizing on it and they should be you know, held as a blueprint, you know? Yeah, possibly. Maybe, I mean... Possibly. It's obviously, I think she's more of an outlier. I think she's more yeah. of, you know, just an anomaly. So I don't know if you could really say, like, yo, this is the blueprint, because... Uh, well, I mean, I'm saying that about the group. Like, okay, um, there's certain things that, you know, Sean Paul and Shaggy do. There's certain things that... You know, Major Laser does. There's certain things that Usain Bolt, obviously Usain Bolt, you know, I mean, that's a given, you know, the world's fastest man. Um, I think with coffee, you know, I think the conversation, this is what I'm going to kind of correct myself. The conversation that, that, or the part of the conversation that gets lost in this is the production of toast. So shout out to Izzy, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Walshy for making it happen. You know what I mean? Like, I think that song, because some could argue that there are so many reggae acts and reggae artists who are just as talented as Coffee. Let's not get it twisted. You know, you know, this show, we interviewed one of them, you know, Kabaka Pyramid. You know, I think that's the power of good production as well. The, the, the virality of virality of toast is what got to this point, you know? She was on Michelle and Barack's playlist. You know what I mean? Right. That it, like, it just adds, it's like a snowball effect. Yeah, man. It's, it's an interesting conversation to really dissect it, you know? Um, yeah, man. So maybe, you know, maybe this will be a topic for next season. Next season, to of deep, course. To deep dive into, you know? We could yeah, come man. with the conspiracy theories because they're out there. <laughs> Well, you know better than me. Um, I mean, maybe I'm making them up myself, but yeah, yeah, we could deep dive on that, man. It's award show season, so the Grammys have released their list of nominees, and the best yep. best reggae album mm-hmm. category for 2020 contains albums from Toots and the Maytals, rest in peace, Toots, an album from the Mar- uh, the Whalers, mm-hmm. an album from skip marley uh his ep debut ep buju banton's upside down 2020 album Mm -hmm. and maxi priest's album it all comes back to love yeah man shout out to uh 
Maxi Priest, you know. Um, and that Whalers album, is that a Ziggy album that they're calling a Whalers? Because it's, it's, like it's like a tribute album, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's the Whalers, but I think it is okay. a tribute album. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that definitely. You know, shout out to Maxi. You know, he was definitely a surprise on this. I haven't had a chance to check out Toots's album. You know that that was actually a surprise too. Um, yeah, and, and other than that, I mean, you know, like we said last week, you know, we're, it's you know pretty accurate what we picked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. But yeah, definitely big up Maxi Priest. You know, you heard him on this season. You heard him on last season when um, this album, this nominated album was uh, fresh in the marketplace. And we we talked about it. Some of the music was featured in that episode. Um, So, yeah, that's definitely a solid album with good production. I'm very, very, very happy to see him receive his first Grammy nomination. Yeah, man. And uh, I just want to say... You know, obviously, I, w- I wanted to save this till we read both lists, but, you know, blaring for dance hall fans who are big fans of Vibes Cartel, you know, he's not included in either one of these categories. Yeah, maybe that's something we could talk about next season as well, you know? Yeah, Cartel feels he should have gotten a Grammy nomination, and he feels that PopCon also should have had a Grammy nomination. This is This was shared on his social media. Yeah, I I get the popcorn, you know, one. I think, you know, Grammys are not based on sales like Billboard or anything like that. Um, So, yeah, it's 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 an opinion. You know, I could see the argument for popcorn's album because, you know, I mean, it was the marketing. I don't know. It's kind of like a surprise album. I didn't know it was coming out. And then all of a sudden it's out. And then I listened to it. And there's a whole bunch of features. Mm hmm. You know, it's, you know, decent songs on there. Yeah, Popcorn could have been in the conversation. Vibes Cartel, like I said, you know, we, we can discuss that another time. I personally don't think that that album is an international album. Right. You know, and the, and the Grammys, you know, are, you know, yes, it's it's an American award show. But, you know, these are international, you know, artists, international albums. Usually when a dance hall quote-unquote dance hall act wins a grammy usually there's at least one crossover hit on that album which is why you know sean paul beanie man shaba shaggy you know have been in that conversation um pretty consistently right or yep. i don't know if consistently those, those, is the are right the, word. those are the past winners you know and you're right about that point you know they you know they've had production from um, major American producers. They've done collaborations with major American artists. Um, I mean, or that's not what artists. I'm talking. I mean, I mean I no, I, no, I know, I know. You're talking about the crossover. Like, yeah, I'm talking yes, about it. Doesn't one song at least that's on the radio yeah. and the TV in America? Right. I'm that's just adding. It. Yeah. I'm. I'm not saying that's what you're saying. I'm just adding to. You know, it. It's a. It's a popularity contest. You know, basically, that's why I mentioned Billboard. You know, Billboard is based on sales. And it's no surprise. Um, but the Grammys, you know, it's literally a popularity contest. You know, these types of award shows, you have to campaign as well. So, you know, that's another aspect of it that we can cover, you know, the the, the behind the scenes of this. It's not like they're just picking, you know, names out of a hat, you know, that you have to have a budget, you know, and you have to, you know, basically lobby 
the members of the academy. So whatever, you know. This is a more interesting category this year than I think last year. Uh, and um, I think even, you know, in the, in the past few years, I dare to say, you know, or maybe not, maybe, maybe not, you know, but um, I think Protégé definitely could have been included here as a, a former nominee, the Grammy. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have two kind of Marley, two Marleys. I mean, it's going to be tough to beat the Marleys. Is that what two Marleys into the something? Yeah, it's. Well, you know, that's one the, the name recognition. That's the cliche. Yeah, you know, if Marleys are in it, they're going to win it. They're in it to so win it. I'll say this. Um it is definitely a big a major achievement to be considered for a Grammy, be nominated for a Grammy, but because this is an American award show mm-hmm. and the voters don't necessarily know all of the people in the category are not familiar with all the people in the category. I don't think anybody should be disappointed if they don't win because it's not like you're it's not it's not like a jury of your peers, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the academy, you know, probably have never listened to, you know, or or didn't listen to the Boudreau album. You know what I'm saying? The name recognition is Marley, the name recognition is you know in this one toots i wouldn't be surprised if toots win it wins it and it's not because you know it's posthumous and he passed away it's because you saw it when he passed away you know how many people his music affected you know he was an og internationally so you know um musically you know some of us might be like oh buju needs to win this or so and so needs to win this or maxi or whoever and it's like, look, it's the name recognition. There's two category. There's two entries from the Marleys, and there's Toots in there. So I wouldn't be surprised if, for me, I know the next question is probably who do you think is going to win it? Yeah, I want I want Buju to win it, but I feel like Toots and the Maytels are going to win it. Okay, okay, interesting. Toots and the Maytels. Okay, well. I would be surprised if Toots won it, um, and I would not be surprised if one of the Marleys were to get it. Right. But I feel like Buju's going to win it. I think Buju's going to win, because the thing that you said earlier, you said campaigning, and I think yeah. that that is what Buju has rock. done. Yeah. Rock Nation. They definitely know how to campaign. Rock Nation, Um, you know... You know, he's got like Butterfuko on the team. He's got, he's got a wide net cast and he's been, I know on the Skip Marley album, the EP, rather there are lots of uh, features and he, you know, big name, brand name features. He's got the song with her, which is nominated for the Soul Train Award and performed very well on the charts. You know what I'm saying? That's essentially that's a crossover right there. Probably the only crossover other than, you know, the Whalers are singing Bob Marley music. So, you know, said that done no said that crossover already. Right. Well, to your point, though, uh, that uh, I would agree with what you said earlier. This is one of the more, more robust yeah, man. lists in terms of Grammy and reggae. Like, it's, I think uh, it's everybody, legendary. Everybody yeah, in here every, is a legend except for Skip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nobody here that shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Nobody, and which is not the same in past in in years past, right? You know, right. <laughs> uh, 
I, yeah, I just I co-sign what you just said. I could double down on it, but we'll save yeah. that for next season. We'll have an Definitely. opportunity <laughs> to go there. So, guys, this is the end of the season. Please check out Kabaka Pyramid's new mixtape again, Immaculate, and episode ninety-one of Reggae Lover Podcast entitled Top Lyricist Mix. That episode features a lot of Kabaka as well as the top other top contemporary lyricists in reggae music. Um, people like Vibes Cartel, Agent Sasko, Protege Chronics, and much more. And the artwork is inspired by Kabaka Pyramid as well. Shouts out to Chris, the artist. So that's episode 91 of Reggae Lover Podcast. Yeah, man. And even though this is the season finale, you know, please check back with us every week um, because we will be replaying some of the most popular episodes, some of the most interesting episodes. Um, So if you missed anything or even if you just want to listen to it again, you know, we're we're still here in that regard. You know, we're we're definitely going to curate for you some good episodes. Fan favorites, favorite moments. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Subscribe, like, rate, review, repost, reshare, retweet. Yeah, man. And, and do remember, it's the end of the year. So we did mention this last week. You know, we, we have an opportunity or we had an opportunity to collaborate with Pandora. So we will be featuring some, some of the best songs that this year had to offer in terms of reggae and dance hall. So check us out on Pandora as well. Yes, indeed. Check out the playlists uh, there available on both Revolution and the Tastemaker playlists. Shouts out to the Caribbean Podcast Directory. Shouts out to the Heal and Grow Journey. Shouts out to Royal Ethiopian Sound. Shouts out to Anne Hugas Photography. Word. Big up to Nice Up Radio, Trinity Sounds. You done know? Yeah, man. And shout out to anyone who has reached out to us in terms of, you know, ideas for shows. People have put us in contact with people who we've had on, you know, all of our guests from this year. It's been, you know, a a really action-packed year. You know, we had some really, you know, powerful guests this year. Please go back and listen to, you know, some of the episodes from this year. And like I said, we'll be replaying some of the best ones for you while we're on break. Yes, indeed. So thanks again. Enough respect. Anna, be safe. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. See you. Check us out next week. Regular Lover Podcast was produced by Andres Agard and Aubrey Khalil Agard. Visit regulover.com for full show notes, archives, and more information. If you're interested in a sponsorship or donation, please email info at regulover.com. Follow us on Instagram at Regular Podcast. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Regular Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.